I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the At Woods End podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> Kittens can be real assholes. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? You're <laughs> just sitting here staring at the wall. If I don't wake up <laughs> with jet lag, am I really living? She's insightful. I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome back to the Atwood's End podcast. I'm Megs. And I'm Kim, and this is a special episode today because it's Maggie's birthday. Woo! <laughs> well, technically it's my birthday for you because we're recording on Thursday, and Kim's still in New Zealand. She just extended her trip, everyone, and she's currently 18 <laughs> hours ahead in New Zealand, which means... I get to finally ask, what's tomorrow like, Kim? (laughs) Tomorrow is great. It's Friday morning here for me, so I'm just hanging out in Wellington, kicking off the celebrations early for you. (laughs) How are you feeling? What have you got planned for the big day? Like, just fill me in on all the details so I can just be consumed by FOMO for not being home to celebrate with you. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, the celebration started early this year. So a week ago or last Friday, We went to see the KW Symphony present Murdoch Mysteries in concert. And first off, that was the best early birthday present ever brought to you by myself because I found it in the summer and was like, we're going. And I just bought everyone tickets in my family who watches with us. And Yannick Bisson, who is Murdoch, hosted the event. So I'm crying. Oh my god, I'm, it's I'm, so fun. Yeah, and it was so well done. I thought it was just going to be like an episode or two where they play the live music. But instead they did like the introduction of the, like the, the what's it called? The credit, not the be- the beginning, pre- opening credits of, of Murdoch Mysteries, which has like a very distinct sound to it. And then they did like a best of the musical stylings. And then they took you through how they compose music for it because they had the, the composer there, like the music producer, I guess. And he showed us first like on the piano and then they showed us with the symphony and the different parts of the symphony and then finally watched an episode and it was an amazing evening and I loved it. I was like, this is so much fun. Tomorrow I'm taking the day off as is my right (laughs) for my birthday. It's been probably the craziest work month that I've had ever ever like masters included this this month has been hectic so many amazing projects have now been wrapped up and last weekend i was a vendor at my first ever etsy market or like market in general which my voice is fried this week still (laughs) from that because i was just like oh hi hi and just chatting people up talking about science all day so yeah so tomorrow taking the day off i'm gonna get my nails done in the morning get my birthday Starbucks, a little bit of shopping, and then dinner with the family, like pre-Hugo's bedtime, which is like 4.30, (laughs) which always feels so odd, but we want him to be there, and it's lots of fun there, and then we have a bunch of friends coming over for a Cocktails of Mags party. I'm just basically going to force people to drink cocktails that I like and (laughs) kind of take us through cocktails cocktails of me oh my god I love that I'm really sad I'm not there yeah and I'll tell you I was I was talking to a friend of mine because 
as you guys know, I feel super weird about inviting and planning my own birthday. Like, that's that's wrong. I shouldn't have to do that. And so one of my friends was like, so imagine I'm throwing you this party, but no, you, but I know you'd prefer to have it at your place slash you know who you want to invite slash prepare what you want to prepare. So I'm just letting you do all that, but I'm hosting for you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I. What, it's I like just a mind over matter situation yeah. here. <laughs> I'm not planning this. I'm telling you to plan it. But this is exactly what we're going to be doing. I think if you want. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Well, honestly, it's looking like tomorrow is going to be a great day from where I'm at in the future. So <laughs> take this as good vibes that you're going to have a great birthday weekend, and I'm just like your mystic birthday fortune teller right now. I love it. I, I, it makes me really happy to make this joke. And the longer Kim stays in New Zealand, the more our listeners are going to have to put up with it. And I'm going to research future jokes that I want to ask and talk about. But okay, what are we talking about today? So kind of on the same topic as fortune telling, I, I actually want to talk about luck today. The world of chance more generally. It's just like, it's been on my mind lately. Like, how do we really define luck? And like, mm-hmm. can you make your own? Also, are some people just born lucky? And like, I don't mean that in like a like a privileged sense. I mean, that because of course, but like more just in like, like, like in the well, world as- of chance are some people just yeah. luckier than others. Anyways, I have a lot to unpack and I am curious to get your thoughts on it. I'm super excited. And even the this podcast episode is called As Luck Would Have It. And I think it is an important point to touch on that we're not talking necessarily about privilege, but like the luck of the day, the luck of, of the seasons, the luck things happening to you, that kind of luck, not you have all Yeah, it's like things. it's like the weather is predicted to rain all day and then you wake up and it's just sunny. Yeah, and that's like, that's lucky. lucky. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hit okay. me with your first question. First things first, as per usual, when it comes to you and I doing research for these yeah. episodes, <laughs> one of the first places I went to was the etymology, etymology. of luck. Yeah. <laughs> and something that I found quite interesting is that the term actually originated as a gambling term. So its definition oh. was specifically related to the chance of something happening. It really didn't have anything to do with fate or divine intervention. But I feel like it's so often associated as something that's almost most subjective rather than an objective look at the odds of a situation it's like do you know what I mean like how do you define luck so it's so funny that you say it comes from a gambling term or like that kind of realm because my own kind of quick definition of it is when the cards fall into place at the right time and place for you Yes, I agree with that. Right? And so that's that's the, the yeah. general kind of overview. But I think for luck, it's to expand on that a little bit more. It's when you don't feel like you're pushing against something and that the path is easy and all of a sudden it presents itself to you. I think that there's an aspect of like pleasantly surprised that's associated with quote unquote luckiness or being lucky. And so luck is when... I think of it as almost like a maze and instead of you trying to waddle your way through it all of a sudden the right path you stumble and that's the right way to go and it's just the moving forward in a way that makes you happy that you don't expect and I think that non-expectation of it is is huge right because if you're hoping something happens like I'm hoping I get this for my birthday is that really luck not necessarily but if I'm hoping that oh I'd love to do something like this and then the opportunity just presents itself then that's more of my definition of luck I agree with that and I think also like there's a lot of luck that is almost more hindsight 
than in the moment yeah. like obviously like you win the lottery you're like I'm super lucky but if you like turned down the wrong path but ended up at like the most amazing cafe you've ever been to in your life and you're like oh it's like I'm so glad I took that wrong turn like that wrong turn probably didn't feel lucky until you found the cafe it's so you funny I mean? that you talk about the lottery. We are so in sync with this episode right now because I have <laughs> thought I actually touch upon the lottery in one of your later questions, too. So it's hilarious oh. that that's already come into place. The other thing, too, is that luck is often associated with something positive. But now that you're saying that about like stumbling the wrong way in the hindsight, it's that there are things that you miss that you are lucky mm-hmm. that you missed that. You're lucky you broke mm-hmm. up with that asshole. You're lucky that this yeah. didn't turn into this in in that kind of swerving of of something yeah. negative or something that could hurt you or et cetera, et cetera, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Follow-up question. Do you think you can make your own luck or do you think that our odds are kind of like the same regardless? Okay, this one is... I'm all over the place with this one. I think... A lot of things that we associate with luck, to me, if I really think about it, and I did, it comes down to the sharpening of the mind. Okay, so so hang on with me. So when I think of card games, because it's this is luck and luck and cards, and they they go hand in hand for me. So anyone who has played with me or against me is, is can't stand the fact I always ask. Okay, who wants to be on the winning team? And I can put my money where my mouth is for the most part and to everyone's annoyance, I generally win. So to some extent, I think I've tapped into two things that are important for being lucky or having luck, specifically in cards. <laughs> the first is having this annoying confidence, this throwing it out there that I'm going to do good. I'm going to win. I'm going to get what I need from this and be count cards, but not actually. <laughs> All jokes aside, I do think though you can certainly make your own luck and it gets down to the kind of attitude you have so if you classify yourself as an unlucky person what are you telling the universe i feel like you just when i hate when people are like oh i'm so unlucky and i'm like sounds like you're complaining mom because my mom considers herself unlucky (laughs) (laughs) and she said that my dad and and myself stole her luck but i think when it comes to like certain types of luck so this is where I think winning the lottery, is that really luck or is that just like, that's not a lucky person. That's a stroke of luck in my mind. Where somebody who has these little good things happen to them or they avoid those bad things, that's the lucky one. So I think, yeah, yeah. So I that, that's interesting, like the difference between like having a stroke of luck and being a lucky person, because I agree that those are like two very different things so yeah so I think you can make your own luck to some extent if you open yourself up and and you not hope but just kind of get into that mindset where maybe you you sharpen it to like in cards like you you start to get better at those games and you really start to is it really an understanding like cards are random you don't really have an ability to like fix the cards that you're gonna get you're being dealt yeah but there's those people that play card games that have been playing for years and years and years and years and years and it seems like regardless of what cards they're dealt they can win and I think that that's how you make your own luck regardless of what's happening to you and and the things that are going on in your life you get into the mindset of your experience and the things that you've lived through and you move forward to win yeah yeah I like that yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I definitely also think we create our own luck and like my thought process was pretty similar to yours. Like it's like obviously we experience these like fluke things that happen and they can be either good or bad. But generally, I think we do have some control over our ability to find like the gold threads in a situation, I guess. And oh, that's like, nice. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. Thanks. And like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing because I came up with this morning and I was like, yeah, nailed it. And you were like, oh, that's so nice. That was Kim um, blushing on air, everybody. Yeah, it literally it was. I was yeah. like, ooh. Um, it's interesting, though, because in researching this episode, I actually came across this like 10 year scientific study that was done by psychologist Richard Wiseman. And it looked into this. And basically, the conclusion he came to was that people do largely create their own good luck. And it essentially breaks down into like four factors. And the first is that people that are quote unquote lucky are typically good at creating and noticing chance opportunities. They're also yeah. skilled at listening to their intuition, creating self-fulfilling prophecies, and like setting positive expectations for situations, and then adopting resilient attitudes that turn yes. bad luck into positive outcomes. I think what this comes down to is that good luck and good mood are often closely related with people who believe themselves to be lucky generally have a more positive, optimistic outlook on life as a whole. What I guess I generally took from that is that like luck is more about your attitude and perspective on situations than it is about the fact that you're drawing any specific outcome over another. So maybe luck is more like a gratitude practice. And oh, the more opportunities yeah. you take to acknowledge those lucky moments in your life, the more they become apparent to you. It's like, you know, when you like learn a new word and then all of a sudden you're like, everybody's using this word. Like, has everybody <laughs> always been using this word or do we all just learn it at the same time? But it's probably more so that you're like, you weren't aware. You didn't know that word before. So you weren't aware that people were even like, it just wasn't clocking on your brain. Yeah. And I'm I feel like luck is similar to that like I think if you start noticing the lucky situations you start seeing opportunities for luck yeah that's in your day-to-day life agree and I'm snickering over here because I am weird and as I like I still am I can't say I was weird in high school because I still am but I used to as like social experiments I loved the traveling of words and how demographics especially high school students like if you study linguistics get into a high school because that that place is crazy when it comes to the words (laughs) and how they use those words and I used to love inputting a word into my conversations with my friends and seeing would that word come back to me from somebody who's not necessarily like not directly one of my like four or five close friends that I had in high school but from somebody I had like geography with and for three out of the five words that I like made note of they came back in like I heard it somewhere in a completely different place and I was like I did that (laughs) (laughs) because i think in high school people if you just come up with some stupid phrase you don't need to have you don't have to have sources you don't need to be like this is this is what this you just have to tell like one person and then that or people are almost too nervous to ask and be like "Mm, what does that mean so they just go with it they just kind of assume the context and then they go with it. So that's and total that's such side a high story. school thing. Yeah. I remember that too. There was like all these words. I remember even like it's so funny how like high school dialects are like different. Because I remember like in university, you would always joke about how like the Pickering people would come up and you'd be like, what are you even saying? Yeah. Like it was just this whole like, different 
set of slang that wasn't it, it didn't exist outside of pickering and if anybody knows different dialects i guess in in canada and southern ontario toronto people call them toronto mans because of the way that they talk in in pickering it's the pk mans with a z because it's just a whole different like code switching that goes on i'd just be like yeah (laughs) so yeah okay we're totally we're totally moving away from things but just going back to this something that comes to mind when i think of luck because of the way that i kind of define luck and my associations with it is superstitions and it reminds me of our episode that we did like ages ago on this topic of superstitions and stuff would you agree like are there any superstitions that you follow i I can't even remember what we talked about in that episode i know me either and like i i think luck and superstition like and it kind of comes down to the whole like paying attention to things again right like i wouldn't say that i'm a superstitious person but one thing that i always kind of notice and maybe take a bit of a superstitious attitude towards is how often i see the number 111 or like 1111 and like if anyone knows me in real life you've probably heard me talk about it at some point because i literally see those numbers everywhere like sometimes 15 times a day and when it started happening i googled it because it was like just it was i was noticing it a lot and i was just curious if there was like meaning behind it because it was so frequent yeah and it came back with this like symbolically i guess it's supposed to mean like the sense of alignment and this idea that you're on the right path or should pay attention to the direction you're headed in that moment and i wouldn't say that that impacts me in a way where I'm like, whoa, I need to take this seriously or like um, have this, I don't have this impression that it's like something that's guiding me. It's more that because I'm aware of those numbers more consciously and that's yeah. probably why I see them so frequently because I'm You're looking, looking for, for them, them. Yeah. to an extent. But I do take the attitude that when I do see it, I take it as a moment to like pause and reflect on like what it is that I'm thinking about and like how I'm feeling in that moment. It's become just more of like time to check in with yourself thing than it is like a superstition, I guess. But I would say that's probably the closest thing I have to something to like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just find it like a bit of like a comforting, it's like a comforting reminder to trust your intuition and like follow your gut. It's almost like if I see that number, it's like, okay, take like a gut check. Like, how are you feeling in that moment? And like, what situation are you in? And in a sense, maybe that's something that impacts my sense of luck because it ties into that, like, trusting your intuition and trusting your gut piece of what makes a lucky person, according to that study, at least. Yeah. What about you? Are there any superstitions that you follow or like, do you have a lucky charm? (laughs) So no, no lucky charm. It's funny because when I was thinking about this episode, For me, in this case of thinking of superstitions, I was associating them specifically with luck. And when I think of luck for myself, it's generally to do with like board games and specifically with cards. And that's what I associate luck with the most. And so I have a lot of like card superstitions that I do (laughs) that I'm pretty ardent about. And so the first one is that I never touch the cards before the dealer finishes dealing. And I spend the deal thinking of the cards that I will pick up without, like, I'm manifesting. I'm like, if I need this card, I'm going to see that card in my hand. I'll call for a fucking redeal if the dealer fucks up because I can't stand that. I was like, no, no, that's bad juju. We don't need that in this game. I'm trying to win. (laughs) And then recently I'm trying not to be an ass because 
I do win a lot, but I feel like the universe is like, I don't know, you're getting to the point where you need to be stopped and humbled. And so I try to never like comment on the fact that I'm going to crush everybody mid game, even though like in my mind, I'm thinking that. So yeah, I am an ass and I really need to work on that because I don't (laughs) want my luck to go away. But speaking of superstitions that are kind of not card related it's not really a superstition as much as maybe this is my lucky charm actually then then I scratch my I don't have a lucky charm because I kind of do but it's not what you'd expect so when I'm super stressed out or I'm there's a big event or I'm in some sort of like emotional turmoil I see wild animals precisely where I'm not supposed to see wild animals and I treat them (laughs) as my my good luck charm to like calm me and center me and everything's gonna be okay so for example on friday night okay i'm glad you're giving an example Uh, i I was like i was good about to ask (laughs) i have two examples so last just picture you being like oh yeah then i came downstairs and there was a raccoon in my kitchen (laughs) i was like i don't know what you're doing here but (laughs) i'm glad i'm gonna have a great day no not exactly like that (laughs) on friday night we were driving home from center in the square in kitchener which is like a 10 minute drive from our house and it was fairly late. It was like 1030, almost 11 o'clock at night. We're driving on a really popular street, busy street, Victoria Street in Kitchener, trying to get home. And I had to gently slam on my brakes because there was a giant fox running across the street. And I was super nervous about the Etsy show and the market in general. And there was a big old fox to tell me that it was going to be okay. And the show went great. And so that's example oh, number I like one. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A fox in the city, like crazy. Like I know they're there obviously, yeah. but what are the chances that in that second that I'm driving home, this fox is making his way through Kitchener. So that was, that's a, that's a, a recent example, but probably the biggest example of that happening was at the end of high school my parents were moving to fairly close to where I'd be going to university which meant that like not only was I leaving home to start university but my parents were moving like an hour from where I grew up and that was very traumatizing for me I don't like change and here was this double whammy of the biggest changes that could happen And so we had gone to our like graduation mass, like going to a Catholic high school. So we had a mass to celebrate, you know, graduating and and the year's end. And I was just stressing the whole time. And I was like, here's the beginning of my life. (laughs) Like, what's going to happen? How's it going to go? And I was really upset that we were moving. And I came home and we had a really long driveway. So I was at the top of the driveway. And at the end of the driveway, we had like a huge property was a couple acres I thought I saw a horse and I was like oh my fucking god my parents got me a horse as a graduation present and they put it in the backyard (laughs) and so I'm sprinting down the driveway being like oh I'm so happy yes 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 I'll take it and turns out it was an enormous deer so I grew up it wasn't necessarily a big deer yeah to think the size of a horse I've grown up with horses I've been riding my entire life so just imagine the size of that deer for me to be like that's a horse that's a horse grazing in my backyard and when I saw it and it was a huge female so I was able to get so close and she didn't move she just lifted her head 
And she was just nibbling through the gardens, which (laughs) was, and it was just such an experience. And it just centered me in that second and just calmed me and just over overwhelmed me with this feeling of, okay, I might be stressing and I'm still going to be crazy for the next year or so, but here's this universal reminder that it's going to be okay. And yeah, and university went great and I eventually got over moving, so that's my lucky charms. Is, I love that. Is a Snow White calling for me to calm the fuck yeah, down. That's, yeah, that's a really nice <laughs> reminder. And I feel like that is such a like chance thing. It's like a nice remi- comforting reminder for you. But like that really is like such a like what? Luck of like the these moment. are all city. Yeah. yeah. I live in a city yeah. now too. And and yeah, there's greenery around us. But you know, if I see a bloody deer in our complex, I don't even know what I would do. I, I don't. Yeah, that would just be insanity. Okay. Would you consider yourself a lucky person then? I don't know if I want to say this out loud. So universe, yes, I, without a doubt, (laughs) consider myself a lucky person. But I don't want to say too boldly because, again, I don't want that luck to turn. But for the most part, I think in certain aspects, yes, I've considered myself lucky. And when unlucky things happen to me then I've gotten into this mindset of being like it's all gonna work out there's a reason for the season and this terrible thing that's happening to me that should definitely not be happening to me right now is all gonna work out in my favor somehow and it and I really try to follow things backwards to say that nothing is ever unlucky it was meant to be so that's that's my answer there what about you yes I agree like I think I also do consider myself a lucky person but it brings me back I think to the concept of like luck and gratitude being linked I really buy into the idea that our attitude is a huge part of the perception of whether we're lucky or unlucky and like we could count all the unlucky moments and we'd be like yeah I'm an unlucky person or we could count all the lucky ones and say we're lucky it's which ones you choose to focus on I think and when we take the time to notice the fortunate things that happen in our lives, it almost flips a switch in our minds where we become more aware of the other lucky things that happen mm-hmm. in our lives. Oh, so beautiful. And I think, it, I think it can be really easy to slip into only noticing the things that go wrong, especially because as humans, we're kind of programmed to remember the bad things more than the good. Right, yeah. It's like when someone compliments you 800 times, but then delivers one piece of criticism, and it's like the 800 compliments just went right out the window because all you can focus on is that one thing that they don't like about yeah, me. you or that you did wrong. Yeah. It's and like, amazing. But gen- can you make these edits? And I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a t- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. You, yeah, you're like, yeah, can you just fix this tape? And you're like, oh my God, you think I'm like incapable? Yeah. yeah. Imposter syndrome flaring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like generally though, I do consider myself to be super fortunate and I try to like make it a priority to spend time being grateful for the friends, family, career, life that I have. And I think that that, is why I consider myself weirdly good at weird things too that I feel like people would attest to luck like don't ever bowl with Kim it's annoying (laughs) freakishly good have you question for you three questions for you the amount of times that my like bowling prowess has like come up on this podcast it's so funny it pisses me off because I should be good at bowling and I'm very bad at bowling and Kim's not and I'm like what are we doing differently here she's five feet taller than me is that all it takes you just have to be tall to be a good bowler so that's more of like a yeah, personal my sport a personal piss off for me but. i wish it was cooler to bowl <laughs> it is cool what, what do you mean what do you who are you who's oh. judging the coolness of your of your extra corrects here you imagine if i owned my own bowling shoes <laughs> i feel like you could make them cute why are you sniffling are you a mean girl kim <laughs> no i 
was making fun of my nannies, like my no, sister. Was no, no hate to anybody who bowls, who bowls in a league. No, I'm very impressed with people who bowl in a league. Like, damn, that's that's commitment and skill. And okay, hold on, three questions for you. First, have okay. you ever won money on a slot machine? No, I don't know that I've actually ever played on a slot machine though. Okay, you should play. I played only once. I won two hundred fifty dollars, and I I kind of never want to play again because. Yeah, that was the first. I went to a casino, sat at a slot machine, won 250 bucks, and then left and got all-you-can-eat sushi in the middle of the night. Yeah, so that's... Okay, question number two. Have you ever talked your way out of a speeding ticket? Have you ever no. gotten a speeding ticket? No, no, I've never... I've, I haven't got... Do you want to hear something really weird? Talk about bad luck. Um, <laughs> I have... <laughs> this whole episode is like, there's no such thing as bad luck. <laughs> yeah, no, Tell I me. have never knock on wood i've never been up until september of this year i have been driving for what 12 years and i have never been pulled over i have never been speeding parking tickets like i have never gotten anything and then i was pulled over the start of september this year because i went to the gym like a crazy person at like 4 30 in the morning and it was dark out and I had my headlights on and I guess one of them had just burned out and I got pulled over because one of my headlights was out and then like two weeks later I got pulled over again because allegedly I made a rolling stop I did not make a rolling stop (laughs) but apparently I made a rolling stop at a stoplight in like a suburban area and I got like it was like 150 dollars the ticket I was like I feel like I feel like you just didn't see my full stop, but I, <laughs> Were I you even didn't. Looking officer. <laughs> yeah, which, that's what I was thinking in my head, and in in real life, I was like, okay, yeah, thank you. I will pay this immediately. <laughs> but anyways, I have actually never s- been pulled over, but then twice in September I was pulled over. That is that is crazy. Which was weird. Speaking of speeding tickets, I have my fair share of speeding tickets, but not for many years now. Like I was young and stupid. And I actually got a racing ticket. Not actually, but like <laughs> that's what I was gonna get. So let me tell you the story because it's not it's not an actual I wasn't racing. It wasn't like four AM, let's meet up on these streets, race my Honda Accord versus your, you know, what did people race? Like Subaru's man, I don't know. <laughs> it's to be rolling his eyes. <laughs> Just whatever they race. Enough for the Subaru drag race. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but basically it was just driving north of Woodbridge to a little through a little place called Kleinberg, which is like super historical, really cute, filled with like old money now. And this really long stretch of the highway, um, highway twenty seven, if anybody's familiar with, with those those streets in Woodbridge and north of Woodbridge. And it used to be just one lane. And some bitch in a Prius is behind me, up my butt the whole time. And it's like 60 during this whole stretch. So I'm driving the speed limit, okay? Or I'm driving like a little (laughs) bit faster and she's like ramming on my butt. And so we're just passing through this little town where we're like basically through it. And at the lights, it changes to like two lanes and then past the lights, it's also two lanes and then it goes back to one. And we get to the lights, and so she comes up beside me, you know, with her frou-frou hair and her nails and whatever. And the light (laughs) was, like, setting up for a race. You know, we were, like, revving our engines. (laughs) The light goes green. I wonder why you got a ticket for racing. (laughs) And then we – I didn't – 
I don't know how to rev my engine, okay? So it wasn't, I just gave her a dirty look and I was like, like hell. Now I'm just going to get ahead of you so that I can continue driving the speed limit. And the light went green. Neither of us saw the cop on the other side of the intersection and we took off flying. I don't think I was actually speeding by the time I saw the cop, but it was just that acceleration that didn't look good. And so yeah. I talked my way. He said, I could give you a racing ticket. And I just couldn't really explain to him. I was like, officer, I was actually trying to go the speed limit and saving somebody else from driving dangerously, but it didn't fly. And so I got in a lot of trouble and my insurance was so expensive for so many years. But now I refuse to speed. Now you could, I will not get another speeding ticket. Knock on wood, mark my, no, I don't even have to knock on wood because I will not speed more than is you know like 10 over or something is okay but. is ex- more than the accepted speaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's my and then what was my third oh scratchers that's my third question oh i have bad luck with scratch cards every year my parents have always put scratching cards in our christmas stockings i guess since i was old enough to to do them and like cash them in so i think that's like what 16 18 18 because i got them on my 18th birthday yeah yeah, okay so when since i was 18 but my my brother would always get them like from when i was 18 so he was like 14 but we would just like cash his in for him if he won anything yeah anyways i have literally never won even two dollars on a scratch card like i think maybe once i won enough to get another scratch card and then i lost but like i have awful luck with with scratch cards and just like and like just gambling in general i just shouldn't be allowed to do it i'm gonna get you some scratch i do love doing them though the crossword ones yes that's my favorite i have one hundreds of dollars kimberly hundreds oh my god yeah you need to get me a scratch card because you've got good luck i don't let people touch it though like i don't i'm like i will i will select them if they touch it i'm like "Mm, sorry and then i have to decide whether or not they've tainted it with their their hands or yeah so <laughs> i'm and actually if anybody's hosting a buck and dough or a stag and dough or whatever to raise money for their weddings if we have any listeners who are getting married congrats but when you do your your money raising party or whatever have a prize pack of scratch tickets because i will go i will put all my money into that one and i've done it before my my mel who was on the podcast the diamonds and podcasts yeah. are forever who joined us at her stag and dough they did that and i bought a ridiculous amount of tickets and mel's like i'm i'm ready to cheat so that you win this because you have put so much money into it and i did win and i won 176 dollars from that prize pack nice who knows how much i nice. spent that to like good- win yeah maybe <laughs> maybe we don't calculate that but like yeah so. yeah that's such a good like buck and dough price yeah or pizza i ovens. would also be uh, yeah true or I'm pizza sorry i just i saw one on facebook and i was like i didn't know the person at all like i barely knew the person who was posting it for like a friend's wedding that they were in and i was like mm, i really want a pizza oven so do i do i make buy the raffle ticket yeah so it's that's another good one anyways completely rambling does this wrap up this section of the show yes it does do you want to this is your cue your time to shine okay (laughs) (laughs) okay so this week's philomath comes with some free advice on how to celebrate your birthday this weekend oh cute (laughs) so 
So according to a tradition from the southern United States, eating collard greens and black-eyed peas on New Year's Eve is thought to bring good luck and financial success in the coming year. Similarly, in Spain, they eat 12 grapes as soon as the clock strikes midnight, one for good luck in each month ahead, and Asian cultures believe that eating oranges and honey on New Year's will bring good fortune, wealth, and money. Pork is also a good New Year's menu option as pigs are rotund, a symbol of prosperity, and root forward with their noses, which is thought to bring progress and represent the idea of moving forward. But in contrast, some countries in Eastern Europe suggest you avoid eating lobster at the start of a new year because <laughs> lobsters move backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and that could mean a year of setbacks. And other cultures recommend not eating chicken as your good fortune might fly away. So uh. as your birthday is much like a start starting a new year. As you plan your weekend meals, make sure to include plenty of collard greens, black eyed peas, grapes, oranges, honey, and pork, and absolutely no lobster and chicken. Okay. I'll do my very best <laughs> question. What the fuck are collard greens? I think they're like, hold on. Well, yeah, let's do a, let's do a quick Google search because I don't actually know. And also the black collard- eyed peas should have been called the collard greens and the black eyed peas. Like it just sounds cooler. This is true. Yeah, it does sound good. I think collard greens is just like, it's like leafy greens, like cabbage and broccoli. Okay. is the same species yes they are but i think collard greens when you eat them they're typically kind of like like you know when you cook like spinach in a pan it's kind of like wilted yes okay gotcha like, i think that's the way you would normally serve collard greens okay good to know okay so, i'm excited maybe anyways, that's, maybe i'll yeah, add maybe i'll figure something out with my cocktails and do something even just like something with oranges and honey in a cocktail would be nice. <gasps> that is so like an cute. orange rind yeah and okay. honey <gasps> and it can be a good fortune and then it's kind of like i get to participate okay okay i love that i will do that and you know what i have this awesome ginger liqueur it's a french ginger liqueur has the most beautiful bottle ever and so i feel like honey orange and ginger will be the perfect combination and you know what kim you should send me a cocktail recipe from new zealand can you see if you can hunt me one down by the time i wake up tomorrow (laughs) so that okay (laughs) i was gonna say oh no (laughs) yeah because then i feel like that i like that because symbolically a piece of your heart is in new zealand right now it is stop (laughs) i'm 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 letting him live her best life so so (laughs) self-centered and you were like yeah (laughs) (laughs) because i'm sad i want you to come back but it's fine i just can't face i am coming back i've just extended it like nine days that's what you say and now it's gonna i'm be not like... moving i don't have the finances to move it again so <laughs> i'll be back <laughs> until someone's like merry christmas kim stay until february and then they're gonna have words from me so no yeah. i think my, my visa will be up by then so yeah <laughs> Comes don't back worry i will be i will be returning to canada yeah good that's what i like to hear all right i think that wraps up this week's episode so if you are listening on spotify uh, make sure you're following us if you're listening on apple music make sure to leave us a rating and review and if you aren't following us on instagram already you can find us at at wits and podcast and until next time bye bye bye